Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Hello, 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 family. Peace and blessings. And welcome back to another episode of Heal with Angelica Waters podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And on today's episode, I have a special guest here with us today, Miss <laughs> Jasmine Stewart. She is an agriculturalist and the founder of I Thrive Dayton, which focuses on improving the quality of life for minority communities one garden at a time here with me today to discuss the topic the healing powers of farming miss store how are you doing today i'm very excited to have you me too i'm so excited to be here thank you so much for inviting me yes 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 again i'm so happy to have you on here this is going to be an amazing show we're talking about farming which is something that most of us don't even think about at all so yeah. I think this is going to be very informational for those who are interested in learning more about farming. Um, now, before we get started, um, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit more about you? Sure. So my name is Jasmine. Um, I am an entrepreneur and farmer here in Dayton. Um, I currently teach youth gardening at Fairview Elementary as well as, well as uh, Kaiser Elementary. Um, I love teaching agriculture and home gardening to the community. So I often, you know, have community events throughout the year. Um, I love to travel. I love to read. Um, I love to engage with people. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, yes, I love it. Praise be to Elasis. So um, now um, I've learned that um, I looked into farming. Uh, look more into farming and agriculture and gardening um, this past year and um, I actually found out that farming is actually the engine to our national life oh, now really? that that is huge yeah. um, so farming and agriculture is the first profession that God actually introduced to man mm -hmm. um, the gift from God to man is earth um, in Genesis 2.15, I have here, it states, And the Lord God took man 
and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So we know just from our creator how powerful farming, garden, and agriculture is to one's life. Um, as famine and inflation, as we know, is now at a halt, um, all-time high, um, it leaves us with no choice but to come together and start producing our own. Um, as it has been studied, depending, um, as it has been studied, that uh, the loss of ownership of lands mm-hmm. is actually a hundred percent directed to the loss of health. Um, we are more dependent, and as you know, we yeah. have been more dependent than ever before for yep. someone else to feed, clothe, and shelter us. Yep. Um, I got this reference from the time and what must be done by the most honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan. Uh-huh. And that brings me to my first question for you today, Miss Stewart. Now, I would love to know what started your journey in becoming an agriculturalist. So I've always kind of had a interest in plants. I grew up, the women in my family, they have always had a lot of plants. They've always had like planty homes. So I've always kind of been around plants. Um, it wasn't until a little, a little later in my life that um, the interest kind of became a priority for me. Um, when COVID really started and we first start seeing how the grocery store shelves were becoming bare, that was an indicator for me that, hey, we, we need to figure something out at minimum. We need to learn how to grow our own foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that may have been the same year. My boyfriend had got me a um, like garden kit for Mother's Day. So he got me like tools and garden pots and all these things. So I'm like, okay, I can't just be talking about it no more. Like I have everything I need <laughs> to get to it. Mm-hmm. So I experimented a little bit, which was great. Um, I started having my kids come outside and grow with me, which was great. Um, at the end of that summer, I think I was probably like including my extended family at this time. Like, hey, I got these telegrams. Let me just give y'all something. I can go, whatever. Um, And then, no, you know what, at the same time, Louisiana State, they had offered a program to the community because it was COVID and everything was closed down. They had offered Mm -hmm. a free home gardening um, program. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. So I took advantage of the program. I ended up getting my certification. So my certification certified me to be able to teach home gardening. Um, Shortly after that, CSU and the city of Trotwood drew a program out to the community. Hey, if anybody would like to learn about farming and agriculture, we'll teach you everything. We'll give you land to grow on. We'll give you the tools, the seeds, everything just show up. I applied for the program, ended up getting accepted. And what's crazy, I just checked my emails this morning. I'm actually about to get my um, like one year training certification from wow. that program, right? So, but once I started with the farming program, I kind of started going further down the rabbit hole of agriculture. Then I started looking into livestock. Then I ended up getting chickens. Like now I'm selling eggs and stuff. So for (laughs) me, I really am like, I really am a lifelong learner. And I realized like whenever I get interested in something, I really just keep going further and further and further and further down the rabbit Mm. hole. Yeah. Um, And even since I'm thinking about even since the farming program, I've probably joined so many other programs, you know, that I'm probably still even in right now. Not even probably, I am in. Yeah. Um, I recently joined an environmental um, environmental leadership program. So I've been learning a lot about environmental racism and things like that, which again, is just another extension of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm just, I'm so, I'm so curious. I'm so curious about agriculture and I just keep finding myself learning more and more and more. And the more I learn, the more I do. So yes, that's where yes. I'm at now with it. <laughs> Wow, I love it. I love it. It seems to me like you just you had this sparking idea and then you didn't have no choice but to get get into it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it did kind of start out as I guess a necessity in a way, but also the more I talk to my family, um, like I was talking to my grandfather one day and he was telling me about my great grandmother and, you know, just other people in the family. He was talking about how skilled farmers they were so yeah okay like this has been in me this whole time it just like you said before when we were talking sometimes it takes for you to go through certain things for you to really like figure out what is what you're supposed to be doing how you're supposed to be doing it and stuff so yeah it's kind of always been there honestly yes yes see i i had actually found out that um you know Back in the olden olden days, right, right. I guess we don't forgot about them days. But <laughs> um, our ancestors were farming. Yeah. That's what they did. That's what you know. But as time progressed, um, we stopped the um, convenience the, took over. Exactly, convenience took over. Convenience, took over. Yep. convenience yeah, definitely convenience took over, and also the. Um, the the um the lack of support and the yeah. fact of the younger generation not knowing much about it so yeah. when the older generation was dying off they couldn't really leave it to the younger generation so exactly. they didn't know what they were doing exactly. so it ended up just wiping out and forgetting about farming in general yeah so, you're right they the older generation didn't quite have anyone to pass the baton off to in a way mm-hmm. There's been so much, like when I talk to people, they're always like, hey, what made you want to get into farming? Like, it's such a, not an odd thing, but like, like it wouldn't be of interest, but it's like, there was a point in time where everybody grew their own food. Yes. Like, it wasn't like a, oh, you can do it, but I can't, or you know how, but I can't, like, no, just in general for basic needs, like everybody knew to grow their own food. So. There, but there's also been so many things that have happened to us as far as agriculture that there was never any restitution made to mm. our relationship with land and nature. So I think that's kind of why it's so shaky. Like we have a lot of, a lot of us have a lot of trauma and pain attached to our relationship with land and nature and farming, honestly. Like we, we don't always have the best background. So, and I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the best background, but, um, historically there was a point where there was a lot of trauma and pain that occurred on land and I feel like we blamed land for what happened like Mm -hmm. land did hurt us it was people that hurt us not necessarily like the land itself didn't hurt us but we blamed the land so but yeah that's one thing I really love is really really helping to mend our relationships with how we view nature and how we engage with nature Mm-hmm. exactly exactly i love that i love that so um have you found gardening to be any benefit to your health and if so how are how can you say it's been any um benefit absolutely so because of my work i'm afforded to be able to oh, can you get out of here my daughter that came in here 
Oh, you're so fine, because honey. Of, <laughs> because of my work, um, I'm afforded the luxury of being able to be out in the sun and get fresh air. And garden is one of the things that really takes care of the whole body. Um, you can find mindfulness in gardening that takes care of your mental health. You can exercise that takes care of your physical health. Um, you can, you know, gardening can be a team building activity. So that's a way to build community, you know, within your community or even your family. Um, I like to tell people, science tells us that there are certain microbes in soil that when you touch them, they have the same, you know, effects on the body as like some of our modern day antidepressants. So in mm. theory, somebody just touching soil could, you know, uh, change their mood or relieve stress. So, um, and I also like to say, like, with my youth gardening, I remember kind of throwing the idea out there to, you know, teachers and staffs and things like that. And a lot of people did not think that the kids would want to engage. They thought mm -hmm. it was boring. They wouldn't want to engage. But ever since I started the two programs I have, they have the most engagement than any yes. of the other enrichment classes. Children that typically have behaviors in school, they'll come to gardening and just be an absolute delight but it's because they're able to play they're able to you know explore they're able to kind of be themselves like they're able to have mm -hmm. fun they're able to be out in the sun and run and jump and things like that so absolutely yes yes I love that I love that man I I noticed as well just I don't I definitely plan to start gardening very soon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the goal but just just spending time in nature in yep. general like it it I feel like it brings me back to myself yeah like like who I truly am like yeah. and I also like you had brought up the fact of how like even touching mm -hmm. soil gives yeah. you the same like healing benefits as if anyone's taking a yes yeah yeah. Oh. yeah and it's 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 crazy you said it because it just be the it just be the simple things mm -hmm. that we can do to even um you know bypass the the hard stuff in life this is simple stuff yes mm. i love i love to tell people too like humans are kind of hardwired to find relief and restoration in nature-like settings. And that's actually why, you know, a lot of our health facilities, hospitals, for example, have beautiful landscaping, plants everywhere, flowers everywhere, because they understand how people heal faster when they're around nature, how they, you know, tend to relax more around nature. If you're relaxed, then you can heal. So it's like, yes. they're there. There's benefits. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Uh <-huh. laughs> yes, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is. It's a lot of times where you know we don't being in the um, you know the black communities. You know we don't see a lot of that, so it makes it really hard for us to get that healing that we need because we're not around beautiful, you know, landscaping and flowers it's, and garden and it's like a reason, art. Mm -hmm. it's a reason why prisons don't have trees and flowers around like it's a reason why because they don't want people to be better they don't want people to be relaxed they don't want people to be well they okay. don't want people to be you know happy i now that i'm learning more about environmental racism one thing i learned early on was how um communities of color typically have 50% less trees 
within white communities, right? So then I got to thinking about my own life and I'm like, wow, like Oakwood has beautiful trees and beautiful plants everywhere. And Inglewood has beautiful trees and beautiful plants everywhere. So it's like, okay, Oakwood has beautiful trees and plants. Dayton doesn't. Inglewood, which is right next door to us, has beautiful trees yeah. and stuff. So it's like we were intentionally left out. Like they don't believe we deserve beautiful flowers and beautiful trees. And I learned that, you know, people of color are like twice as likely to die from heat stroke because we don't have trees in our neighborhood. It's like a lot of things that we deal with are actually environmental issues and we just don't know it. So I even love like, I love talking about climate change with people. I like talking about like, I love bringing awareness to it because it's yes. like we suffer so much from these issues and often we don't like, we don't be knowing the roots of it for real. And mm-hmm. A lot of times the roots of things is like our environment. So. Yeah. Wow. Now, I love that you, you know, you brought up the, um, uh, I want to say the racial difference in the environment. Now, could you say that, um, could you say, because my opinion is, I feel as if that if we don't even care about the environment why do we think that we're going to get it right. you know so I think that I think that and, and you know and it's not our fault you know right. we've, been, uh, we've been very uh, subject to a lot of things that's been going on in the world political uh, violence for sure yes, political violence yes for sure <laughs> definitely definitely so like do you believe that maybe if we wanted to have better we can actually get better like if Absolutely. we were to able to like come together and build that community that we so-called want like like could that actually happen i mean it can it's just to me in my opinion it would be a shift of priorities uh, one thing I love about joining this environmental leadership program is one thing my uh, teacher always talks about is how environmental issues most likely target and affect black and brown people but we never see black and brown people in environmental like justice programs we never see them at city hall fighting for environmental issues and things like that so i love finally not finally being but i love being a person of color really you know talking about or not even talking about but trying to find change for environmental justice issues but really speaking up about it we are gonna have to speak up about what we want and really fight for it if nobody in our community cares about us not having trees why would anybody else care about us not having there you go yep Mm-hmm. Why? Like that? I mean, and there's funds out there for us to get trees. There's grants out there for us to get trees. But if there's nobody advocating for us in that way, it's it's almost like wanting something but not asking for it. Like wanting something but not opening your mouth. Like yeah. those mouths don't get fed. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, so you you hit the nail on the coffin with that one. I was trying to explain it the way yeah. you just said it, but exactly, yeah. we're not wanting. If we don't, we say we want better, but what are we doing? Right. You know, are we putting it, putting actions behind what we're saying that we want? You right. Know? Right. So, yes, and, yes, and, yes. And while I'm thinking about it, I know that, um, oh gosh, and I hate that I can't remember her name, but I want to say she's like a state representative or something. Um, she was a speaker at this class I was at one day. And she was, she said that one of the hardest things about fighting for, environmental justice for our communities is how many organizations and people fight against her 
So I, I think at one point she was like trying to get like clean water or something in a specific area. And she was like, it's very logical and rational, you know, for human beings to have, you know, clean water. But she was like, we went to city hall and there was an organization that came and they came with the facts and reports as to why this neighborhood should not have clean water and da 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 da. It was a big old mess to going back and forth. So it really sometimes come down to do people feel like we deserve mm-hmm. basic decency? <laughs> basic decency. Ooh, wow. That yeah. is deep. That is deep. Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. I hope that's something that is for people to really think about. Um, even, not even just, just, just because we're, we're on the topic of gardening, agricultural mm-hmm. in general, but just in our life, like, like we have to, we have to know that we do deserve those things. Why right. not? Why do we not deserve to have the finer things in life, as yeah. they so-called say it is, or, or show to us that it is? Right. So thank you for that. Um, now, why do you believe uh, that gardening or just farming and learning how to grow your own food is imperative right now in the time that we are in? communities of color have kind of always um well not always Mm -hmm. no you're fine hope you guys are enjoying the show okay sorry about that guys so yeah so we've all been to the store in the last two years You've seen the blank shelves. Um, and I think I was sitting on before, communities, communities of color have always, how can I say this? Starvation has always kind of been a method of wiping us out without Ooh. actually bloodshed. So historically, communities of color would be starved. Like, you know, there hasn't always been grocery stores and restaurants and things like that. So if you couldn't grow food, you would essentially starve to death. That can very much so happen again now. If the if for whatever reason the grocery stores, restaurants close today, what are you gonna do? If you do not know how to grow your own food, what are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna do? So and you know, us as black and brown people, we already live in food desert communities. We already mm. don't have grocery stores. We already don't have farmers markets. We already don't have fresh food. So uh, the stores and wherever we go to purchase food, if they don't have anything, we're, it's like a double whammy for us. It's like there you go. extra out of luck. So I, and I hate to make blanket statements, but, and I don't know how to do this, but we have to prioritize us meeting our own basic needs shelter Mm. food water shelter food and water like otherwise and i hate to say this but otherwise a lot of people is gonna perish and we and it doesn't have to be like that like it doesn't we the only reason that we're (laughs) food insecure is because we don't know how to grow food and it's crazy to me because we'll be on the phone all day we don't be on youtube all day there's so many resources and articles and videos and the information is out there it's out there like everybody eats but very rarely do we grow food that makes Ooh, no sense it that doesn't makes no sense and the people that eat three four five six times a day 
that's gonna be coming to an end real soon it really is i don't know i was looking at something the other day and it was talking about how so many um food warehouses or food production warehouses have been catching on fire yeah i've seen it it's only and i don't think people know this it's literally and i'm sure this number is not right but there's only like five or six big farms that really produce all the food we eat in america so if all five or six of those farms you know burn down we really as so well we are we are out of luck wow Mm. that's deep that's deep just just to know that like I stated before how dependent that we are we're very dependent to where if it did come down to that and I mean you can we like you just said you know we can see that you know the the stores are empty yeah you know like the um the the uh the, the the plants the not the plants the um the warehouses the, places, you know, the yeah. warehouses are catching on fire um yeah. like so what are we going to do when we don't have nowhere else to go to get our food so it's imperative just how you explain how we need to learn how to do this we can learn how to work TikTok, we can learn how to <laughs> but we don't know how to put a seed in the ground and, what's, and how dependent we are a lot of times um, some of us some of us live by laws right and the rules there's yes. no law that says you have to be fed today there is no law out there that says the government has to feed you there is no law out there that says if you don't know how to grow food you can go here there, there is no security net surrounding food security aside from literally learning food production. If, if you know, if stuff hit the fan, the government ain't about to send us no box of food. I doubt okay. it. <laughs> I doubt yeah. it. Hold on, wait. And if they do, I don't know if I'm gonna trust it. it baby, listen, <laughs> listen. So, Ooh. I know, and. and this is something that I ponder a lot because I always question how can, and I guess I make learning about agriculture and gardening kind of fun, but make it in a way to where it impacts more of our people to really like get them like, hey, this is important. This is something we really need to be on. Not only do I want to grow my own food, but I want to share with the people in my neighborhood. So, you know, we have a variety of things and, but I don't know. And like I said before, like sometimes you don't be, Sometimes you can't figure out the answer to something right now. Maybe this is the answer I'm not going to figure out for another year. <laughs> so I don't know. But that is something I ponder quite often. Yeah, yeah. I, all, all I want to say to that to you is like, keep doing what you're doing because, man, I I, I don't remember this, uh, this scripture from the Quran. It was something just like, as what, what would end up happening is that, um, the disbelievers will end up flocking. Yep. You know, they'll yep. end up flocking eventually. Once yep. they see it's real. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's real. Yeah. You know, so. And it's, it's probably going to take for Walmart and Kroger for them to literally lock down them doors and say no more for people to be mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, okay. They're okay. like, we're Jasmine now. Right, right. We're Jasmine now. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. I love it. So um, now 
I heard you bring up the um, fact of how farming um, and just being in a garden has been impactful for children. Now, um, what are some positive outcomes you've seen when getting children involved and the youth, if you work with youth, um, involved in gardening? Um, the development of their social emotional skills. A lot of people, society is so hard on our children, yet rarely give them options and solutions for a lot of the things they're struggling with. Um, I love how sometimes the kids come to my class and they, they discover responsibility, right? So you have this living thing, you're responsible for it now. That's mm. your responsibility. Um, they learn caretaking, how to care for something, how to nurture something, wants and needs. What does this plant need? What does this plant want? Um, it also teaches differences. This plant is very different from this plant. What this plant requires is something completely different from this plant. Same for people. This person might like this and need this, and, you know, need certain things to thrive and survive versus this person over here which, who don't need that much, you know? So yes. learning differences. Um, that social emotional learning, learning how to be in relationship with other people, you know, learning how to respect other people. Um, and really dealing with our emotions. Sometimes in the garden, things can get crazy. Like sometimes it can be a rainstorm and pulled up the rain, maybe pulled up some plants or the wind pulled up some plants, or maybe we got a pest, but really dealing with the emotions that come with that, that can be very frustrating. That can be very disappointing. So really walking kids through that. Um, also problem solving. Again, there's always problems. I don't want to call them problems, but issues in the, you know, the garden. So can, can we sort this out? Can we figure this through can we find a solution for our issue versus just sitting with the issue i love getting kids active so many people complain about how inactive our kids is getting them mm -hmm. in the garden they gonna bust the sweat okay it's gonna get real physical so <laughs> those are just some of the attributes and again the kids love it kids in general are already hardwired to find fun you know outside like that <laughs> I yes. like it's so hard being my kid, my student's favorite teacher, but it's like it's so easy being their favorite teacher because we <laughs> be outside for the lessons. So yes, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I I actually seen like um, my little cousin and um, they they'll play out. They just play outside, and when I say they just get into anything, you like you yeah. have all these toys, but you yeah. want to play in the dirt. Yeah, you want to dig holes in the dirt. You want to play with worms. And, and I'm I like, love what? it. I love it because the kids also a lot of our kids are not allowed to discover. They're not allowed to explore. They're not allowed to go on an adventure like. There's gonna be somebody like, hey, don't get dirty, or you know, whatever the case. Giving them the opportunities to literally just discover. Priceless. I, I mm. and I love like I love giving the students like time to discover like the outside world. So hopefully, like they want to discover like the inside, like themselves, and you know just other things so yeah just letting them like learn how to discover something learn how to explore something learn how to you know experiment for real like learn how to come up with the you know come up with the educated guess about something or I don't know I also like to tell my students like 
we don't know what your passion is going to be, right? Like, we yeah. don't know if we're helping to raise the next LeBron James or, you know, great musician, next Stevie yeah. Wonder or next great scientist or something like that. So even though I teach gardening and agriculture, I love to incorporate so many other things into, like, my curriculum and lesson plans. Like, even though this gardening, we're going to learn about music. Even though this gardening, we're going to learn about, you know, um, construction. Even though this is gardening, we about to learn about art. Even though this is gardening, we gonna learn it about exercise and other things like that. But mm-hmm. I have found that gardening can kind of be a great umbrella for so many other things. Wow, I love it. That is amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely, my son is only one, but, um, and I'll be trying to get him in the grass and he just don't want to get his feet in the grass. But I know he's just a baby. Yeah, he don't understand stuff. But I really want to incorporate that in his life as he gets older. I kind of want him to be his own person. Yeah. Um, which he is. He, he's his own person. Um, but I don't want to constrict him so much because, you know, we do think about uh, and like you said, like, you know, we discussed before, it's just the, you know, our mentality and how we've been brought up just, you know, no, we don't want the children outside because we don't want them to get their shoes dirty or their right. clothes dirty or stuff like yeah. that. When actually, like, this is something that they, it's like they need, Yeah. you know? So, yeah. wow. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh I had another question before we end today's show. You have yes. been amazing. This, this has been like, ooh, <laughs> I, I just learned so much just by listening to you. And I can't wait to connect with you um, after the show because I really want to, I want I really want to get with you um, in regards to learning more about gardening Absolutely. and stuff like that. So, yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, now, um, I think we already talked about this much, but um, I did. I did want. I had this question. Um, could you say that Black people are targeted the most when it comes to not having access to real and wholesome food in our communities? If so, why? It's 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 not even a question at this point. Like, yes, we we live it every day that is our daily reality before we got gem city market where could we go for fresh produce and a lot i never knew how much of an obstacle transportation was for the average family if you didn't have a car um if you don't have a car, you are more likely to get your food items from like a local convenience store. So like a Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, things like that. Because we are eating so much processed food, it's affecting our health. It's affecting our health by so many of people in our communities with high blood pressure, with diabetes, with respiratory issues. Why? Because of the food that we eat. Now, it's more than just the food that we eat, but the food that we eat plays a huge yes, part. Yes, it does. It, it's not uncommon for Black and Brown families to go their whole life without fresh veggies and fresh produce. It's not uncommon. Um, and I was learning about redlining and how grocery stores can redline. Like, again, there is no law that says a grocery store has to open in your neighborhood, which is why they don't. A lot of grocery stores say that they don't open in black and brown communities because of uh, the profit margins, like they won't be able to make money or whatever. We know that's not true. We know Mm, that's not true. Yes. 
and I mean, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but a lot of black and brown communities receive SNAP benefits. Those are guaranteed benefits every single month. So if this community is having SNAP benefits and that's how they're paying with their food, you're going to get your money. You're mm-hmm. going to get some money. Exactly. So it's not about money. It's, again, um, decision makers feeling like us getting what we deserve. Oh, you don't, you don't deserve fresh produce. You don't deserve fresh produce. That's why we don't have fresh ones because they feel like we don't deserve it. And then again, there's nobody. I need to stop the bank says It's not that there isn't anyone. It's not a lot of people advocating in our communities for us to have fresh veggies. When was the last time you heard somebody saying, hey, this community over here, we need to get fresh veggies just like in Kettering and Oakwood. We have to tell them what we want. We have to we have to fight for the things that we want. And I hate that. Like, I hate that we have to fight all the time for like basics. Yeah. But sometimes that that is what it is. Sometimes it is like that. But I do like, if you look at a map of grocery stores in Ohio, you will see that there is 10 times more grocery stores in Kettering and Inglewood than there is in Dayton. That is very intentional. Grocery stores are a private business. They are not public. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, that was so deep sis. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you for that thank you for that now I did have a, a, a end question for yeah. you now um, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to start gardening or grow their own food Um, I would say really look at what your family likes to eat and that way you'll know what to grow. So like, don't be growing beets and carrots if your family don't really eat beets and carrots. If your family mm-hmm. loves peppers and tomatoes and stuff, grow that. Um, also introducing your family to fruits and veggies. Um, I know that's kind of been a toughie for me over like the last two years or so, but really getting my kids on board with eating healthy foods and finding yes. out you know ways to really make them taste good so they can like them. Um, Gardening is not that hard, to be honest. Um, There are certain things that are a little more complex to grow, but the basics that we typically eat, not so much. Um, YouTube is great. On YouTube, I have a home gardening tutorial. It goes over a lot of the basics as far as which pot to use, which soil to use, how to get seeds to, you know, germinate. Um, and that's on my YouTube page. Um, but you don't even have to just look at me. Just put in home gardening on YouTube. There's so many videos there. Really just researching. Or you know what? Let me even backtrack. A person really coming to this decision of, hey, this is what my family is doing and we're going to do it. Because a lot of people talk about starting gardens and wanting to start a garden and wanting to eat better. When are we gonna do it? Like, it's today, today, it's tomorrow, today, it's next week, today. So, really, like, get putting a date on it, putting yes. a date on it for real, getting your whole family on board. Once you really have it in your head and heart that this is what you're gonna do, you're gonna research, you're gonna go to the library to get books, you're gonna look at, you know, where you can get fresh food in your community versus going to Kroger. It's really gonna be like a internal, yes, this is what we're doing, a change of life in a way, for real. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm actually done with this type of you know uh produce and offering these things to my family so they're coming to the decision that you're gonna do it yeah and really just researching and it again it's not that hard and actually now that i'm thinking about it on a pack of seeds when you buy a pack of seeds they'll give you directions like okay <laughs> this is seed you know and this 
size pod and this is mm-hmm. when it should be hard like able to harvest so people really know what I'm saying it's not as hard as they probably think it is it's yes. really not that hard it's not Mm, mm, mm. yes yes wow that was so amazing you Mm -hmm. came with some facts you came (laughs) with some jewels and I love it yes so I would like to thank you again for joining me today Miss Stewart and discussing the topic of the healing powers of farming Um, I would also like to thank my amazing healing tribe for joining us today I pray today's episode was informative and valuable to you all. Also, be sure to give us a feedback, share, and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast stations and on my YouTube channel, Heal with Angelica Waters Podcast. I'll also check out my um, ebook on health and wellness. I have an ebook available now with powerful content called Heal with Fruits and Vegetables, only for $10, um, including some of many merchandises. Um, like Eat to Live shirt and Heaven Equal Woman shirt in the link in the description. I will also include my guest information where you can follow up and or reach out to to today's guest, Miss Jasmine Stewart. (laughs) Uh, Miss Stewart, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for our audience today? Yes, thank you so much again for inviting me here. Um, If you are interested in gardening and just maybe have a couple questions or concerns, you can email me. I would love to help. You can email me at support at idrivedating.com. You can check out my YouTube channel. Again, there is a home gardening tutorial on there that will help you jumpstart your journey. Um, you can check out my website, www.ithrivedating.com. Um, I offer a few products, fresh eggs. I'll be having my fresh produce on there um, as soon as it's ready to harvest soon. Um, yeah, and just be in touch. I would love to connect. If you're, you know, interested in gardening, just hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Thor. Yes, yes. Again, I like I say, thank you so much. And until until next time, everyone, peace and blessings. <laughs>